Hey everybody, you're listening to So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm... <laughs> I'm not doing something stupid. I said not to. I'm Garrett. Wow. I was going to do it like a Santa Claus thing with because it's a movie and, the, and that scene, but I decided not to. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Today is Christmas Eve. What? Yay! Yeah! I'm so excited for oh. Christmas. What's everybody's Christmas plans this year? Just go see my parents. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to stay up and hope that uh, Tim Allen brings me toys. Oh, you should probably call the police if he does that. <laughs> He's gonna come down the chimney. Yeah, that'll be fun. Eat his uh, eat his cookies and his soy milk that I brought him. Mmm, gross. <laughs> that'll be fun. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, I'll go home. We'll do presents and dinner and stuff on Christmas Eve, probably. I gotta go to work on Christmas Day. Gross. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas. You got somebody's got to do it. You gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. That's all there is to it. You're doing the You know Lord's who work. else? I mean, Santa Claus. That man's got to work on Christmas. Yeah, but he gets that a kind of sixty-four day vacation. Kind of makes me Santa Claus. Well, because we both work. You're not bringing anybody Christmas joy by day. being at work. You don't know that. I do. You don't. I do. You don't know that. I've been. There. I might bring people joy. I've been there. Um. Any other? What? What else have we been watching this week? Have we watched anything else? I know we all saw Bumblebee. Bumblebee. We all got great. to go see Bumblebee the other night. The sixth movie in the Transformers franchise that we we almost did Transformers, but some people didn't want to do it. Happily, I'll admit it was me. I think he was in on it. Didn't you veto? No, you, you he had the final say on that one. Mm-hmm. I was out. You were out. I was out like real fast. Yeah. Out the door. Yeah, I guess. Bumblebee was good though. Bumblebee was a lot of fun. People are going to tell you, it's not like the others, I promise. And they're right. You should listen to them. When they, when, when people, when somebody goes, ah, it's Transformers, another one. Don't listen. It's good. Yeah. It's different. It's not Michael Bay anymore. It's Thank way better. God. Yeah. So Bumblebee's fun. What about anything else? What else have people been watching? I just been hold, holding up in my apartment watching nothing but Christmas movies. Any highlights? Today was the first day that I saw the movie Gremlins. Wow. Ever? Ever. What's wrong with you? I I don't understand. Some of the movies that you see and some of the ones that you say you haven't seen make me hurt in my head. I don't it like it doesn't I don't understand it. It makes no sense in my brain how you can never have seen Gremlins. For those of you listening at home, this is an this happens quite often. So <laughs> So what did you think? So do you do you agree with the people who call Gremlins a Christmas movie? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Now, Andrew, you and I uh, a couple days ago, went and saw White Christmas for the first time. The uh, uh, yeah, what was it nineteen fifty four? Yeah, starring uh, Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney. She related George. Yeah, she's his aunt. Nice. Yeah. I was just kidding. Wow. Well, look at you now. Who looks dumb? Me. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> it was fine. Uh, but you know, I don't know that I call it a Christmas movie. I didn't get the Christmas vibe from. I didn't either. I watched it. Uh, for uh, as a musical, it's fine. Yeah, but, yeah. I didn't. It didn't seem very Christmassy to me either. No, it just. I didn't get the Christmas vibe from it. So I, and it. Yeah. Whatever. I'm they, glad people like it. They, people can call it a Christmas movie if they want to. I. I don't consider. I mean, I don't consider it a Christmas movie. I mean, Bing sounds great singing White Christmas in the, yeah. the two times he sings it. That's the. <laughs> that's the. Really, the only reason. If any, I like the movie. Yeah, it was weird. I also saw The Favorite. That was pretty cool. How was that? 
it was good it was weird in a good way though it's it's really like i don't know i don't i haven't yet found the word to describe it but it's good it's like it ends and you go yeah (laughs) that was good but i don't know why but it was good (laughs) so i'd recommend that it's been a i think it'll be an award show favorite for some people no pun intended um, I think that's it. I think in terms of new stuff, that's all I've seen. I did bake a lot of cookies recorded. today. Yeah, I'm excited to eat some. And you didn't bring them with you. I whatever. did. I did not. But we're gonna go to a party later, and we're gonna devour them there. Yeah. But also, uh, I will say that during the cooking making process, I also watched not for the first time a very Murray Christmas. Oh yeah, and that's always fun. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that one yet okay. this year. But I will, maybe, we'll see. Because it and the last, this is the first time I've watched it before Christmas. Because normally, like it, that's one of those movies I forget about. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't occur to me till after Christmas. I'm like, oh wait a minute, a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's well, a, I mean, it's, it's a not, Netflix movie. It's not. I wouldn't call it popular. No, I don't think a lot of people know about it or or care to. It's very niche, <laughs> very niche. Even like. You all, you have to really like Bill Murray, I think, to even really enjoy it because uh, it's not very funny. It's no. pretty straight, yeah, which is fine. But if you're like, "Oh, Bill Murray, I bet this is funny," you will be sorely disappointed. <laughs> you got to be like ready to watch Bill Murray sing some soulful Christmas tunes to you. No, there's funny aspects to it, but well, it's not a comedy. Well, that's what you got to remember. And you also got a ton of people. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of people in it. Including George Clooney. Yeah. Well, it's a, you've called it a movie a couple times. It's not a movie. It's a variety special. Oh, just. I just want to make sure people know it's not a. It's not like a film. Okay. It's a. It's a. It's like a classic variety show. This week we're talking about the Santa Claus. It's our final week of Christmas movies. Um, our last regular show of the year. We'll be back next week with a end of the year wrap up. But this is the week we're going to talk about a movie. And it's going to be the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. Came out in 1994. Disney movie. Um, I don't really know how many Santa Claus themed movies there had been prior to this. But it's like uh, the first one in my memory that gives you like the goings on of Santa. Mm -hmm. And how he does his thing. And I think it's become a bit of a modern classic. For better or for worse. However you want to look at that. So what do we think of the Santa Claus? I think this is a movie that we all enjoyed as children, except for Andrew, who was not, who was a grown-ass adult when it came out, but also didn't see it until two years ago. (laughs) Again, it's another, I just don't understand. How? We make fun of you for being old, but when this movie came out, you were like, what, seven? That's wheelhouse. When did this movie come in? 94. 1994. I was nine. Still. But yeah, no. I just I, wonder how you avoided. How did, it yeah, how did years. you not see this? I just didn't. I I can't I can't explain how I didn't. So see what it. did you watch when? What Christmas stuff did you watch when you were, were a kid? What did I watch? And it better not just be the Peanuts thing on repeat. Because no, like if you no. you you see all of the Christmas movies, like I don't understand how you could have not seen. I just it I don't understand. Ladies and gentlemen, I how have it broke can, him. How it can how I just I have broke how can him. You go the. <laughs> In within nine minutes. Within nine minutes of this podcast, it doesn't make any sense. I have broken him not once but twice. But no, uh, what I usually watch on Christmas was 
uh, really whatever's on TV because my parents would put on like, you know, we just watched whatever was there. So we watched like a Christmas story. We watched It's a Wonderful Life. We watched Christmas Vacation. Um, yeah, that's about it. Santa Claus never made it. Santa Claus never made it. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know. It's uh It's there's. It's, I mean, it's a thing. There's a lot of. Mo- I mean, granted. Yeah, I mean, there's there's probably a lot of Christmas movies out there that I've never seen. Yeah, and there's Christmas right, movies. Right, but that, this is on a different level. I know. This is this is so far high on the Christmas classics list that you who watches again every Christmas movie that is sometimes considered a Christmas movie, sometimes debatable, but you never watch. I just I can't. I don't get it. It never. You never even had like an inkling of curiosity. No. I just can't. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this I have broken worst, again. This is the worst Christmas for wow. me. I can tell. You've been grinching it up all I'm month. I'm so <laughs> just dumbfounded by this. I don't know well, what to tell you. I also didn't see The Nightmare Before Christmas until about three years ago. Yeah, well, whatever. When I was 30. Whatever to that. Um, Excuse me, when I was 20. There you go. In the Santa Claus, <laughs> Tim Allen plays Scott Calvin, a uh, divorced dad who is a, an exec at a toy company. He works a lot. He doesn't get to hang out with his kid all the time. He gets his kid, Charlie, for Christmas. And a series of events leads him to uh, committing homicide against Santa Claus <laughs> and thereby being forced into a binding contract where you have no way out and he must be santa now it doesn't get a lot of recognition until you think of it as an adult but like as a kid and i don't know what my parents thought but like watching this it's like this is i don't know how they make such what is actually a pretty dark matter very funny and holidayish because Mm -hmm. yeah this santa claus just dies Mm -hmm. straight up dies i kept thinking throughout um the at least first third of the movie when he's when uh, calvin scott calvin is kind of like being introduced to the santa things one at a time i kept thinking oh my god i don't want i don't want any of this i would be i'm on his side all the way like no please god just take me home this is too much this is crazy no i don't want any of this at all yeah well and it's one of those where and now, it doesn't say that Santa has to die for somebody else to take over. So, like, in theory, a Santa could just kind of relinquish it. But, like, it sets up a lore where Santa has possibly died a lot. Like, if Santa falls off the roof and somebody else just puts on the suit, Santa could have been killed multiple times throughout the decades and millennia of Santa. It's just, it's just like, it, it leaves it too, it almost leaves it too open because it's just like, we want to keep Santa Claus a secret, but anyone else can take his spot. Now there are so many questions it opens that I'm that I'm sure we'll get into uh, just because it's fun. This is not a movie where you expect answers to questions, but there's a lot of implications in this movie. I mean, yeah, anyone could be Santa. How many Santas have there been? Um, why isn't why doesn't Santa's magic protect the new Santa more than it does? Like, cause this this shows that that Santa is not an immortal being. He's just a human who happens into this job, and we don't really know where the magic comes from. 
Um, when a, when a Santa dies, what happens to everyone at the North Pole? Wh- what if there is a Mrs. Claus? What happens to her? Does she get booted out? That's you it, gotta yeah. go. Yeah. What happened? Are the elves just like, huh, new boss, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's they seem living. like it. So, like, they, there was, the, one of the things that I've read about is there's, like, no reaction from the elves regarding the fact that there is a completely new Santa. Because when, when Santa, in the beginning of the movie, went, it was Santa. Like, it was the beard, it was the fat man, it was the holy, jolly, holly, jolly, whatever. And when he came back, it was Scott Calvin. But he had done all of the, the stuff. But nobody seemed to, to care. Like, the only one, uh, Grump, uh, Bernard was just kind of grumpy in general, but like everyone else was just like, oh, hey, Santa, what's up? How's it going? How yeah, you Ber- feeling? Bernard gave the impression of somebody who is uh, too old for this crap. Yeah. He was like, man, another one? Golly. Just, the third this you decade. Think, you think Bernard wants to be Santa? Like, think about it. Bernard is clearly in charge. Bernard has got his stuff together. He knows what's going on. He's keeping things organized. He's helping Santa become him. But he himself never gets to be Santa. And you think he's a little bitter? I would be. Why not just be Santa then? He's already head elf because he can't leave. He he can't, what? like, orchestrate all of that stuff. When, he can't, like, if Santa falls off the roof, he's not down there. He's up running the ship. But if you don't have to necessarily kill Santa... Just take the card and read it. That I mean, that's because apparently it's that easy. Yeah, you just take the card and you read what it says. You, you think steal he could do suit. a coup? So, like, let's say if Santa was living there, and he had the card, and Santa yeah. took off his suit to go to bed or whatever, and then Bernard just puts on the suit. Boom! New Santa. I, I think you could. It presents the idea that there could be like a uh, this like struggle for power if somebody wanted to to like control the north pole yeah all they'd have to do is take over santa like it's some kind of some kind of like medieval kingdom now i you want just ta- you just see, take down see, the king and then you're the king this north pole military war over santa movie that's what i want and tim allen that, is still gonna be santa that's why that's why i think it just the the handover is just way too easy it's i know just, it's just like all you have to do is just put the santa suit on and you're good well if you take all of this and you had to, you take all these questions and you jump all the way to the end of the movie where Charlie, uh, everybody has realized that Scott is Santa and they've accepted it. And uh, Neil, who is the therapist and struggles with Santa, is talking to Charlie and they said something and he goes, you'll make a great psychiatrist one day. And Charlie goes, no, I think I'm going to be in the family business. That takes a whole different... Is he plotting against his own father? He absolutely Ooh, is. Man. And just okay, let's that's just a, get into this right that's now. Shakespearean. Um, it is, and the way Charlie's character is presented throughout the movie, he is someone who would absolutely, absolutely throw his father under the bus. He doesn't care about him at all in the slightest. No. He does at the end. No, he doesn't. When he becomes Santa, he wants no. to see him all the time. Yeah, until he realizes he can take over from him. No, he only wants to see Santa. He even starts calling his dad Santa. That's creepy. Yeah, that's he true. doesn't care about his dad. Yeah. He yeah. wants to hang out with Santa because it's cool. You have strong feelings. You really do. Charlie. I do. So I, I, I lost track because I just stopped halfway through because it's hard for me to like write things down when I'm watching the movie. But I started out with a naughty and nice list of things that I thought Charlie did. And I'll say this. Before I stopped, I had a longer naughty list than a nice one. Well, so one of the things that I think is interesting about that is there's a weird 
part of Charlie where he... Because realistically, if you think about it, Charlie is the reason that Tim or Scott becomes Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, you know, he, Charlie he, Charlie believes so hard... That he manipulates his father into it, yeah. No, no, no. Yes, no, no. absolutely. How no. come everything I want to do is stupid? No, 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 that's not the part I'm talking about. So this, I, this yes. is the part. So, like, that is what happens initially, <laughs> yes. So they go through that. But I'm talking next Christmas. I'm talking the next one. Because mm-hmm. this whole year, they went and delivered presents together and... Uh, Charlie doesn't let it go, and people are concerned with it. And I get, I understand, because if I were a parent and my child wholeheartedly believed this fantastical story and wasn't letting go, I would have a little concern, I think. So I get what they're doing. But it goes a whole year, and they get towards, it's, I guess, Thanksgiving time or whatever, and it gets dark. And eventually the mom and Neil are able to convince a judge that Scott is crazy and feeding Charlie all of this stuff to get Charlie to like him. They take the visitation away. Mm-hmm. So there's one part near the end when he goes to the house and tries to talk to Charlie. And Charlie is trying to convince Scott to be Santa and make him remember all of the things and realize that it wasn't a, a dream. And he says, Scott says, there's only one kid I'm worried about. And Charlie goes, I'm fine. Don't let the other kids down. They believe in you so much. You have to remember. And he jostles this memory. And then five minutes later, whenever he, Tim Allen or Scott accepts it and becomes Santa Claus immediately he's like i want to go with you exactly because it was a it was just a manipulation tool he didn't care about the other kids it was just to twist his father's arm into doing it so that he could feel like he was santa's cool kid again yeah he's a little monster of a child (laughs) no seriously because i want to talk about in defense of in defense of scott calvin here who is trying they try to paint him as a not great father but he does really nothing wrong as a dad in the movie. He's just kind the of The worst thing yeah. he did was burn the turkey. Right. He is, he has a nice house. He takes care of his kid. He has a good job. He does what he can. It's one of those he situations where. He reads to his son at night. He's not necessarily like dad of the year. It's almost like he doesn't know how to, get, it's like his son and him don't have enough in common. And there's this weird uh, space. And if they had more time to fill that space, then it'd yeah. be fine. Because yeah, he's not a bad dad other than he like runs late of sometimes that's it. yeah and who everyone does that but like it, it goes even beyond that because the first thing charlie did when he walked in the house was complain about there weren't enough presents under the tree santa what? hasn't been here yet like what first thing he did complain about the presents well and the whole time he was talking about how he didn't want to be there yeah he was telling his mom, his mom to, to come get me like as soon as the yeah. sun is up yeah. yeah, please take me away from my father on Christmas morning. Yeah, because I don't care about being here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, I I wrote down that the tension between them was high yeah. at the very beginning. Were you gonna say something? I thought I thought you were gonna say something a minute ago. No, yeah, you, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth. But my thing is, is that when it comes to Tim Allen in the '90s, <laughs> Tim Allen was great in Home Improvement. Uh, but like it. Throughout the years, throughout the years, I keep seeing a lot of the same character that Tim Allen does. Yeah. He does the same 
movies over and over again. He, and he's yeah, always this... He play the same guy. Yeah, he's always this overworked person who never has any time for their kids. And, or, and, and I don't know, I, I feel like that's really played out. And maybe this is the start of it, because like I... I just I feel like Tim Allen is a way better way better comedic actor than what he's uh, than what he uh, what he does because when he all you have to do is watch the movie Galaxy Quest and he's funny in that and he's great in that but Tim Allen uh, Tim Allen in this Tim Allen in this especially this character getting back on track yeah the kid treats him like shit the entire friggin time mm-hmm. and. It's almost annoying. Like, it uh, is. Yeah, like, like they're doing, they're trying to paint, uh, what's his name? Uh, Scott. Yeah. They're trying to paint Scott in a very bad light. And the entire time, it's just like, you, you, you start thinking, you know, he's not the bad guy. The other ones are the assholes. Yeah. The va- the basics of the movie is like, Scott just trying to make anyone happy. <laughs> yeah. He, he, everything he does is to make someone else happy. And they still aren't happy they shit yeah, until on the them. until the very end when some of them come around like they, the, when uh, the, the his ex wife comes around the most. Uh, Neil kinda does, but he's also in a state of shock, so we don't really know how that goes. And then Charlie was always believing, but he's he's still selfish. I, I, on Tim Allen, can we talk about how perfect his comedic timing is in this movie? Yes, he is so good and funny in this movie, like. Starting with the whole rant of having to put on the suit whenever he's just doing the simple things like taking off his jacket and he's like fiddling it and like flings it around and then he puts on the suit and he's like, he wears the sash and is talking about how it completes the ensemble and his like back and forth bashings of Neil. It's just, he's just so funny as Scott. Mm -hmm. And he, I think why I like him so much is because he's able to play that kind of snarky, humorous uh, button pusher as Scott. But as he progresses, you can see the change that he's bringing. So he's trying to... He really cares about his son, and he really portrays that. He's trying to get his son to... You know, he he's aware that people are concerned with what he's putting out there. And so he's trying to both get his son to stop talking about it and nav- and 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 the way that his son is so hardcore believing it and also not shatter his dreams of fantastical illusions so he never outright says santa's not real he never they he's the one that this whole time has been like let him have his imagination let him have his beliefs there's nothing wrong with that but at the same time because of what happened he's so ingrained in it but Scott can't bring himself to do it, so it's just and and the way that he becomes Santa is such a different character than Scott. And there's a big character progression. I feel like there, I, in that scene where Charlie is giving him his speech, and he throws the snow globe at him, and Scott shakes it and looks at it. And that moment where he realizes that everything was true, that everything happened, when he realizes that he is Santa, that moment. Every time, it's hard for it's hard for anything to beat as far as like a Santa Claus because that look that Tim Allen is able to give is heartwarming for me. Very passionate mm-hmm. about it. Do you get that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't get that. See, my but I get it. I get it. I don't get it. No, I'm, 
I, I, it's there. I mean, like, he's a good Santa. He's a good Santa, and you can't. It's very difficult for me to talk about because, like, all like a lot, a lot of the point, like a lot of the points here that we've been covering mm-hmm. were some of the points I was going to talk about. So, like, I'm like, okay. My thing about this movie is that the humor there is very good. My favorite scene of all of this, I think, has to be whenever he's in the park and then all of the kids start coming up to him. Oh, yeah. That's and, a funny one. Yeah. I mean, that's... That, I'm just like... No, nah, that was funny. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's a great reaction. My thought was, oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I imagine you sitting there watching it, and it happens, and you just it, it, to yourself go, <laughs> "That was funny." That was funny. <laughs> now I have this vision of you, just like similar to that, just watching every movie. That's funny. That's not instead funny. of laughing. That's not funny. That's mm, it's chuckle. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, that's really funny. Uh, yeah, that's not that great. That's not that great. Oh, I like that part. And that's just how you enjoy movies now. <laughs> I don't really know if I have a favorite scene. Honestly, nothing really sticks out. Is my as a favorite scene for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the sentimentality of the movie. Maybe. I mean, it's just it, it's a it's a Christmas movie mm-hmm. where Santa Claus is pretty much the se- pretty much the central character. Yeah. You can't really get much more holiday. You can't get get really much more uh, festive than that. Mm-hmm. Cause that that's a pretty festive thing right there. Yeah. And it's great. And it's I think that's what's. If there's anything about the Santa Claus that I will say is it is it's timeless because it's now kind of entered that realm of you, you mentioned it just a second ago, one of you did about it being a classic, mm-hmm. and it's 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 a it's very timeless now because now it's it's entered that holiday realm where it's now required viewing just like Hocus Pocus or just like you know any other Christmas movie. I'm sorry. What? Oh, hold on. Hocus Pocus. Hold on, hold and on. And then Christmas movies. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> what I meant by Hocus Pocus was, was like, now you have to associate Hocus Pocus with Halloween. You have to associate the night before Christmas with either Halloween or Christmas. This is with purely Christmas. So, mm-hmm. sorry, I did not mean to lose that any was, No, that's fine. Not, that's fine. Hocus Pocus threw me off guard. Yeah, I wasn't I ready for that. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, yeah. I do like the scene where he gets overly passionate about the tank. Mm-hmm. That's the, a good one. The guy is uh, pitching this, I don't even remember what it was called, but he, being Santa, knows how it works. He's like, Santa's not going to get in a tank and go travel across the country. Hey, there's Santa. He just took out the Miller's household. And that's exactly what I think. Like, Santa ain't going to do that. Yeah, what's dumb about that is, you don't have to be Santa to know that was a dumb idea. It was. Santa, you get you don't take Santa out of the sleigh. That's just upgrade. You don't do that. It was a bad toy idea. Mm-hmm. There's something I noticed in this movie, and I noticed in the last one we reviewed in the Christmas Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Rudolph is not present. Rudolph is not a regular reindeer. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. Mm-hmm. Rudolph is uh, uh, not. He's secondary lore. He is his own. He's his own thing, as David S. Pumpkins would say. That's that's true. But he's also the most famous reindeer. Yeah, he what? is the most. So famous why of why world. isn't he included in these things? I think is a valid question. I mean, it's a fair question. He's, he's but... everyone's favorite reindeer, and he's the most famous one. He's the only one with its own song and and TV show. 
So I do wonder why he's always left out. I think it's because of the poem. Or because there, there's, in the poem, there is no Rudolph. It's always Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comic, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. But why cement yourself to that, I guess? Why? I don't know. I mean, because, that's, a, that's a fair question. I, I would imagine just... that every child goes, where's Rudolph? And well, then a I parent think... has to go, I don't know. I think that uh, the sa- th- this particular movie was more associated with the poem, especially because that's what he's reading at the beginning. And there's a lot of references to the poem as far as like a rose such a clatter or a rose such a ladder, depending on how you say it. Um, all of the Santa making a bunch of noise on the uh, top of the roof. So there's a lot of references to the poem and not just to Rudolph. Uh, as far as why that is, I don't know. But I think it's just, I think it's understood that like Rudolph was a creation and then uh, added secondary rather than like one of the originals he was like first round draft pick <laughs> in, in the second year i guess just seems real weird to leave out your star because of some dumb tradition mm-hmm. yeah. you don't you don't bench the star <laughs> just because he wasn't there first now nah, it works that's true <laughs> but here we are still doing it but i feel like day. most but, most movies don't include that, Rudolph yeah, in them they should this this is what i'm saying why don't they the only, the only... If anyone out there makes Christmas movies, why do you leave out the most famous reindeer? That's the line. The most famous reindeer of all. It literally says that in the song. No. Uh, maybe show over. Maybe, show over. Maybe they're worried that if they put Rudolph in there, they have to give him more to do. Because, like, in this movie, the reindeer, like outside of Comet, the reindeer didn't really add much other than they were there to do what they were supposed to do. Comet was like, he helped... Scott understand what he was supposed to do as Santa, and then like at the end of the movie, gave him a rope so he wouldn't fall off the roof. He also farted. He did fart. I forget about the most wonderful part of the movie. <laughs> and then, and like I imagine that okay, uh, Rudolph could have done each of those things, except I would hope he wouldn't fart. Yeah, because nah, I didn't need that. He would have. I imagine this is how I now imagine Andrew watching movies. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Fart joke. <laughs> did you laugh out loud at the farts? There are two fart jokes in this movie that I ima- I feel like they had to have been added in post because someone was like, it's been a while since we laughed. We should probably put a fart in this place where he stretches in the morning and another one just when we're panning over the reindeer. Yeah. Just put just put a fart in. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a fart joke, so fart jokes are... It's like the most lowbrow of humor to me, so it's 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 funny. But, and they just, they just seem like afterthoughts to me. Yeah. They're not even like well-done fart jokes. Mm-hmm. It's literally like they just inserted a sound <laughs> into just him waking up. And, Sometimes you yeah. got to make kids laugh and kids laugh at farts. They do. I don't they blame do. them. I just, come on, man. <clears throat> this is not, this movie didn't need a fart joke. It was fine without it. Yeah. I did like that his ho, ho, ho was very Tim the Toolman Tallery. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Well, I guess. <laughs> I also really enjoyed the end montage Maybe it's just me, but I thought that was a really good montage with uh, Give Me All Your Love and All Your Hugs and Kisses too, and they were, you know, uh, had he, es- he had escaped at that point in time, right? He had been busted from prison, and they kidnapped Charlie, which was a scene that was handled poorly. He knew that they were thinking that he was crazy, and he's just going to take his kid. Come on, Santa. Get that mess. But I really enjoyed the montage scene. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't remember the montage scene? No. What montage? At the very end, whenever they're going through the upgrades of the sleigh, 
and they're showing like the you know they're doing the dance down the hallway oh, to that that yeah. whole okay. scene i really enjoyed that as a montage i don't okay. know why i think it's just because it's unexpected it's definitely not a christmas song and it just shows like some of what they're doing and the police harassing all of these santas to try to find scott i don't know for me it worked do you like how charlie's a mechanic now he knew a lot of stuff. He was just down there, like, digging into the, the sleigh. Well, he's a Santa expert. In, he installing had that, he had a toy sleigh cocoa in his, makers uh, and yeah. cookie ovens. He had a toy sleigh in his uh, room for a year. That's so he, true. he learned the ins and outs of that cardboard That's box. That's true. How, um, how old is Charlie in this movie? Do I don't it, think they ever say. I don't know. He looks about eight or nine. Yeah. Okay. To me, I don't know that. And I still feel like that's young to start questioning Santa. I don't remember when I started my questioning. Again, we talked about it last movie, where like every kid has this like believe and then question, and then when you get older, you realize you were dumb for questioning because Santa's obviously real. And he, the fact that Neil, first of all, had that question when he was three, just shows that he's just bitter he's this bitter. entire movie. Yeah. He just can't accept the fact that people believe in Santa because he didn't get his damn weenie whistles at a three as a three year old. Charlie's problem was he was someone told him at school. Yeah. So I think the age is correct. It does bring up a debate as to what you do as a parent. I think a lot of kids get it ruined at school. Yeah, they do. And I think that's what you bring uh, brings up a debate as a parent. If your kid asks, what do you say? Do you lie? Or assumingly lie and tell them no or do you keep it going and say yes like how do you how are you how do you handle this situation this helicopter is so loud well that's great it's uh it's, i'm gonna leave it in but they're they're clearing the way yeah. for santa they're getting ready it's, it's bad man that, i could hear that helicopter so well <laughs> um yeah i don't know i don't I, I don't know how i'd handle it obviously i don't have to worry about having to deal with that right now so i don't know how i guess it depends on where your kid's already at i think in that process in their own mind and i don't remember the situation but i think i asked and was told and i didn't believe them i don't know there's a lot of ways to explain how santa works to people yeah y'all don't think he's real no i'm saying that i like at, at that time is whenever i started questioning you know my parents were like you know, they, they they gave me an answer, and I didn't believe the answer. I'm not going to tell you what the answer was, but I didn't believe it at the time. Mm-hmm. Now I know the truth, mm-hmm. and I understand that it's always silly to question. When you always want, uh, I don't know, at some point when you're a child, you want to see proof of things. Yeah. Andrew, you told us a story about how you used to ask for Santa's autograph. Yep. And that was, I'm sure in a way, you were thinking, that's proof. Mm-hmm. Then I have proof. Mm-hmm. I remember one year when I was a kid, I asked for Santa to leave his hat for me, and he did. And I had proof. Okay. Like I want, you want them to leave you something to prove. Yeah. Prove it's you. The presents aren't enough. I need you to leave back something of yours. An autograph, a hat, etc. Man, you got Santa's autograph and hat. You sell that stuff on eBay and make so much money. Yeah, three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't have a certificate of authenticity, then I guess... It would be t- more difficult to prove yeah. that it's real. Yeah. That's true. So I don't know. I don't know. So we talked about last episode if this, if Tim Allen Santa was better than Kurt Russell Santa. 
Do we have a definitive answer for you guys, one way or another? Kurt Russell. I liked I liked Christmas Chronicles more. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I had more fun with it. Th- it doesn't diminish this one. I just think I had more fun watching it. I don't know what it was. So here's what I have to say about about the Santa Claus versus the Christmas Chronicles. For me, it's going to be the Christmas Chronicles. I've I mean I've seen the Santa Claus a few times now since I started watching it a couple years ago. And maybe for some reason, I don't know what it is, I can't really get into it. Because you didn't watch it when you were a kid. Maybe that's it. But like, but here's the thing, is that if you watch the Christmas Chronicles, technically that's aimed towards kids too. And I, and I got it. I loved it. So why I'm not getting this, I'm not getting the same vibes of the Santa Claus, according to the Christmas Chronicles, is beyond me. But I love the Christmas Chronicles way more. But for me, right now, it is going to be Kurt Russell. Not just because I love Kurt Russell, but because Kurt Russell was great as Santa. Yeah, he was pretty good. He yeah. was a pretty good Santa. I think this movie... I think if a lot of people would uh, take off some of their nostalgia goggles, they would see how similar they are in a lot of ways. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people might just be like, No. Santa Claus, just because they loved it for you know, yeah, almost twenty or more than twenty years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Almost twenty five. Next year will be twenty five. That's crazy to think about. Time for a time for a sequel. Mm-hmm. Another one <laughs> or a reboot. Leave, leave this one alone. No more. We we ignore two and three. They don't exist. For me, I still go with this one. Uh, I li- I really did love the Christmas Chronicles. I had no problem with it. I just think. I think it's. I still think it's hard to compare them as Santas because I think that in this movie and in the Christmas Chronicles, there there's such different uh, forms of Santa. Um, Kurt Russell is a confident Santa who has been Santa and is Santa, mm-hmm. and there is no questions about it whatsoever. But for me, the progression of regular person who is not necessarily the he's not a Scrooge, but he's not like the embodiment of a Christmas spirit to develop into a Santa that becomes so much of that and is able to, to this day, be ingrained in what people consider a Santa is a really, really good performance. And so I think it's tough to compare them because I think they're two different Santas, but I think that I still would lean towards Tim. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think so, Tim. I just had to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of knew that was coming. You got to, you got to say it. Yeah, I still think it really holds up uh, outside of some of the graphics. The Uh, graphics are bad. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, bad. They're very not good. Mm -hmm. But 1994. What are you gonna do? There's, there's a technology issue. Yeah, but is definitely noticeable. Yeah, like especially the fake, the fake snow. Real fake. Fake snow is fake snow. I thought, I don't know. And, like, there's a lot of plot holes in it. Oh, sure. Like, a, a, a lot. Yeah. Like, so, in some of the houses, do you notice how, like, he'd go down this chimney and the uh, the fireplace would grow? Some of them didn't. Some of them were still a regular fireplace, I noticed. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, can't, you couldn't even be consistent in this aspect. So, there's a lot of little things like that. I was like, this is, this is laziness. <laughs> Come on. This is, it is. It is. It's just them being lazy. You're not wrong. Um, I 
liked how much it's Neil in particular was like um hard set on what about the houses that don't have chimneys? And I think I thought that was such a dumb argument because it's like I know that the the you know the fairy tale version of the story is that he goes down chimneys, but y'all ever heard of doors and windows? My right. God! Like oh, there's no chimney. He's a vampire and can't be yeah. allowed in without this, your permission. Like, this what is magic this? man who can make himself go down chimneys can't get through a window or something yeah, like that. The, the, like the the not having a chimney as the end all be all argument as to why Santa couldn't exist is so dumb. Mm. It hurts my brain. Yeah. Well, that oh that whole scene was kind of weird because the very last point that he made was, "Have you ever seen a reindeer fly?" And he went, "Yes." And he goes, "Well, I haven't." <laughs> well, okay. And Charlie, Charlie was owning the dude, and he was like, "You ever see a million dollars? No, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it ain't it don't exist." And I went, "Get him, boy. You like eight. There was a couple of quotes in this. Judy had a good quote. I really liked Judy, the elf. She was a very calming presence in that whole time of Scott Calvin chaos. But um, he was looking out the window, and he saw a polar bear directing traffic, and he goes, "I see it, but I don't believe it." And she goes. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. And I went, yes. Christmas. I don't know. Judy Judy and Bernard are my favorite elves. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, take a look at the box office for this movie. It did pretty well. It did. It did make a lot of money. It did. Um, Santa Claus came out the weekend of November 11th, 1994. It Debuted at number two with $19 million behind Interview with a Vampire, which made $36 million its opening weekend. That's pretty insane. Wow. Yeah. For 1994. <clears throat> I didn't realize that movie was that popular. I knew it was popular, Apparently, but I didn't realize it was that popular. Um, Santa Claus went on to make a worldwide total of $189 million domestically, $144 million. It ended up uh, number four, I believe, on the year-end list. The fourth highest-grossing movie of 1994 behind True Lies, The Lion King, and Forrest Gump. That's good company. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, the Flintstones. The Flintstones is number five. Oh, that's yeah. a good one right Dumb there. and Dumber, number six. That's also good. Seven is Clear and Present Danger. I love that movie. Eight is Speed. Yeah, yeah. Nine is The Mask. Yeah. And ten is Pulp Fiction. How about that? Did you just yell The Mask? Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. That movie's great. Okay. (laughs) I don't know that it's still great. I like it. Still? Yeah. It's like I like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber is still funny. Yeah. I can't. I don't know if I've been able to properly express to y'all how much Ace Ventura shook my faith in, like, old Jim Carrey movies. It, like, my foundation crumbled a little bit. Or I don't... I now have to assume they won't hold up until proven otherwise. And Dumb and Dumber does. I have seen that as an adult. It's still still stupid. Not like that. Mask, man, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to watch it again to see. They're just so bad. Uh, how do we want to? How do we feel about this movie? Out of um, I don't know, how many rows such a gladders would you rate this? <laughs> I'd give it two and a half out of five. I liked it for its Christmas quality, and I think that's kind of where it's 
going to stay. Yeah, I think I'll go three. Okay. Three ladders. For me, it's one of those. You can do five out of five. No, 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 no I'm not going to do five. <laughs> it's going to be high, though. I, I, But it, it's one of those where it's mostly just, I understand that uh, the movie itself has a lot of issues, um, but it's been able to withstand the test of time as far as like how long it's been out. And I, I really do genuinely enjoy Tim Allen's performance and his transition from Scott Calvin into Santa. And I think that's something that's like really underrated and under-recognized. I think people just like him as Santa, but I think that where he goes from point A to the end of the movie is really good. Um, so I, I would go, for me, I'd give it a four. Mm. Okay. Okay. How do we think the how do we think the critics feel about it? Probably not as good as me. Probably not. <laughs> if I had to guess. I'm gonna go with sixty five. I'm gonna go with I think that's what I did for Christmas Chronicles. Yeah. I'm gonna go with fifty five. I think they're very I think they're similar. I was uh I was gonna Ninety seven! No, that's still too high. Ninety four. Uh, I'd go uh, I was gonna say eighty originally, but I feel like it's not we, we talked it down. Uh, let's do like. I think it's still in the seventy. It will go seventy. I don't want to put it in the sixties, but it's low. It's lower. Oh, I have it. That's me. <laughs> I forgot where we were at. Uh, seventy-four. Wow. With an audience score of sixty-five. Oh, I nailed the audience. Ha ha! Got that score right on target. That's how I felt. Yeah. Uh, 74 is this seems like a movie for the technical aspects critics should have torn apart a little bit oh yeah sure but I saw somebody post the other day uh, they were watching it as well and you could there, when it's one of the first scenes whenever Tim Allen is being carried by the bag you can clearly see the wire that is like and like this is a Disney movie come on now like Disney better than that well I mean this is also not in defense of that, but this is also 1994. Right, and but still, still, this is Disney. Yeah. Disney don't be making stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're better than that, mm-hmm. even in 94. I wonder if they were looking at this movie like this movie is going to flop. Now, that is a good question. I don't See, know. Because, like... But Tim Allen was megastar at the time. Yeah. The Home Improvement was so successful. But this was his first... This was his first major film role. Sure, but still, Home Improvement was so successful. Mm-hmm. I saw this review on. I just I, you you you're not gonna be able to defend the the idea that Disney thought this movie would flop. Disney doesn't think their movies will flop. Uh, I'm just they go for the gold. <laughs> my my thing is is that like my thing is is that like sometimes that's probably not what they do. But the reason why I say that is because like sometimes you know they're just like oh we just put something out there mm-hmm. and this is not it. at Christmas time. But not yeah, a Disney Christmas movie. But like but like it's Disney. It, yeah, like it's Disney, <laughs> right? That wants to sell it. That wants to just put a movie out for Christmas. Like they just want to do that. And Name like, one time they've done that. Well, Santa Claus two and three. Well, <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like this movie in particular was just it. it I mean, it, it it looks like something. If it, it's probably the reason why I didn't see it in the first place. It looks like something that you could just throw away, but. When the numbers add up, like people liked it at the time, and I I never got to experience it in theaters. I don't think you can understand how offended I am that you just said that. 
Okay. That Disney thought this is something that they could just throw away. Okay. I'm not offended by it. I, I don't think that's what they thought, but I, I, I mean... I don't think you fully understand <laughs> how much of a classic this is. Okay. I don't think you fully understand it. Okay. Like, and I think... He's hyping it a little. I'm not because people, so many I people talk about it. Like, this is one I'm just the middle that man. people. No, I think I'm the middle man in this one. I, this is the one that I think people talk about as far as, like, if you ask in general who people recognize as Santa, they would say Tim Allen. Like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm overhyping it. Whether you agree or not, when you think of movies, when you think of Christmas movies, when you think of a Christmas movie actor, you just said it earlier. Tim Allen is way up there at the top. Like, Tim Allen's movie career is defined by this movie and franchise. What about Toy Story? As no, Lightyear. people think of him as Santa. Ah, uh, he, I, mm, I don't know. I, I, I think, a, I think, I I think he might be Buzz Lightyear When first. you look at him in, as, a, as an actor, I think that most people would consider him the Christmas movie person and then Buzz Lightyear. They're, they're very, very close. But I think that more people see Tim Allen's movie career defined by the Christmas movies. Even though Toy Story is the best, in my opinion, Pixar franchise, I think that more people would... Because I think Tom Hanks is what you think of when you think of Toy Story. And I think Tim Allen is the Santa Claus. Uh, I don't. I, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I, I do think he's known for his Christmas movies. Um, yeah, easy. And I think if you say, if what actor do you associate with Santa, you would say Tim Allen. And a lot of that's because who else has been Santa? That's not, another, yeah, that's another thing. So he does kind of monopolize that. I, I, I really, I think it's, I would not be as confident to say that people would pick Santa over Buzz Lightyear. I'm maybe not be, that confident. Maybe that's a poll. Maybe that's it a could be. It could be a good poll. Um, could be a good poll. Because I would be interested to see. Uh, there was something else it I was can definitely, say, I, I, feel, I feel like it can sway either way. I just think that more people would look at Tim Allen and think of Christmas and, and those movies. Because he's done so many, and that's what people think of. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you put those on there, I think that if you go, what do you recognize Tim Allen most as? Santa or Buzz Lightyear? I think that people would say Santa. Be, and and just because of that reason, that there's not any other one. So if you present them with the two, so you'd have to figure out a way to word the question to not like influence it. But I think that people would lean towards Santa for that reason, that there's not really any other memorable ones right. outside of Kurt Russell, who did a great job. Mm-hmm. But that is not as expansive and hasn't been in your memories as much. Mm-hmm. So this was over a, a letterbox little review that I enjoyed when I saw it earlier. It says when my four-year-old niece just said, I did like it but it wasn't very good. She really deconstructed film criticism in one fell swoop. (laughs) (laughs) And I think think a lot of people, you could say that I did like it. It wasn't very good but I did like it. I I agree with that. And there's a lot of, especially Christmas movies. Not very good, no. but I like a lot of them. No. Well, they're not like, I don't know, you don't see Christmas movies in the best picture race every year. No. That's all I'm saying. No. They don't often, they don't often make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much just like, I feel like a lot of them are, you know, during Halloween time, the studios push out these really cheap uh, slasher flicks to make 
a profit on a small budget. Mm-hmm. I feel like Christmas movies do that a lot. Yeah. Small budget, big profit. That's, I mean, it's... This one worked out to be, you know, a big yeah. success. But, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, that's that's just, that was the point that I was trying to get at earlier. It was just like, this could be just maybe like a throwaway movie. In that aspect, I can see where you're, where you're going. Yeah, I, I could. So, I mean, like, because yeah, you're right. During Halloween, they push out all these... These slasher movies that generally don't do well—I mean, generally do well—they do okay, and they want to—they yeah. want to get something. They don't out do there because it's because it's the Halloween season, mm-hmm. and they want to—they want to amp everybody up for like the season, yeah. and they know how to release it. And then you have Christmas when you push out. Oh yeah, let's put out a Santa Claus. Let's put out a movie about Santa Claus, and here we go. We have a movie about Santa Claus that stars Tim Allen, who was a big star at the time. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up our discussion on the Santa Claus uh, for once and for all. Never again. Never again. Absolutely not going to talk about the sequels of this movie. Ever. We started. We start, God, started, I hope not. We started watching the first 20 minutes of the second one, and that was 20 minutes of my life. I'll never get yeah, that. I don't know. It maybe I do it just to torture you two. And me. I'm not. I'm not saying I like that movie. Nope, I won't do it. Nope, because we'd have to do the first one again, or it would bother me to start at number two. We wouldn't start, though. No, 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 because it would be another Christmas setup. Like, we all went through and picked our Christmas movies this year. Maybe I decided I want to do Santa Claus 2, Santa Claus 3. I don't think I'll ever get to that point, but maybe. God, I hope not. Maybe one day. Well, then I'm going to do Die Hard. That's all right. I would rather. Yeah. I'm not. Nobody's ever said Die Hard's a bad movie. It's not a Christmas movie. There's a difference. That's anyway, for another day. Anyway, anyway, well, that wraps up our uh, our our month of Christmas movies. It also, in a way, wraps up our first year of doing a show, because uh, we're not talking about a movie next week. We're just talking yep. about the past year. Uh, just what what's our, what's our favorite shows? What's we're, our favorite movies? We're talking about several movies. We didn't talk about, about everything. Yeah, we're, so so this is kind of like the end of our regular season. It's gonna be exciting. We're gonna have like a uh, clip se- show. season finale next year, next week. Don't put that out there because then I'd have to find clips. No, <laughs> I meant clip show in that we're gonna talk about a bunch of different things that are not necessarily connected. Mm. It's not what a clip show is, but okay, <laughs> it's a bunch of different things not necessarily connected. A recap. A recap. A, a 2018 recap. There you go. It's kind of what it'll be. And then after that, we're going to go on a hiatus. The pepper? <laughs> Silence again from the... From the, from the studio, gallery. From the studio. Yeah, we're going to take it... We're going to take How it. are people going to survive? <laughs> I don't know. The same way we will. Desperately trying to find something to watch in the dead month that is January. Yeah. Well, here's a question. Should In our next episode, should we uh, pick a franchise at the end of that to come back to? Or are we just going to hit them with, with I, a big, we just big hit, time thing right out the gate? We hit them out the gate. Okay. We hit them out the gate. That's what we're going to do. We hit them off at the pass. You, you all will be surprised to find out what we're doing when we return. But, I mean, we still got a lot to talk about next week, so we're not going anywhere yet. Just, just preparing you yeah. for next week, which will be the last episode of 2018. Yeah. Let us know what some of your movies of 2018 were, because we want to hear from you. For real. You can do that on our Facebook page as well. Yeah, I'll put a, I'll put a status on the Facebook page. I hope someone comments on it. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, asking you guys what your favorite movie of 2018 was, and we'll talk about them. 
Because odds are between three of us, someone's seen most of them, I would guess. Yeah. Most of what you could say, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Find us online at facebook.com slash so many sequels pod. Search so many sequels in the thing. You'll find us there. We're also on Instagram at so many sequels pod. And you can listen to us. Tell your friends to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play Music. Get those subscriptions in, in, in now so that you're good to go when we launch season two early next year. It's going to be good stuff. We'll be back next week with our year-end recap. Until then... Oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas. <laughs> what are you, Krampus? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh.